the buzz. Look down. What's on your feet? Big, bright, foamy clogs? Probably not. But back in 2007, if you'd been walking around town with your friends, there's a good chance you would have seen something weird below the ankles on a lot of people. They were springy, comfortable, and marshmallow light. But yowzers, were they ugly? They were called crocs. Colorful, foam rubber clogs covered in holes. Think of them as a footwear fashion faux pas that put a spring in the step of millions of kids and adults around the world. Maybe you even have an old pair stuffed in the back of your closet. Or, even worse, your mom does. But let's back up about 20 years, because in the beginning, Crocs were just a light, waterproof boating shoe. They were great for the high seas. It didn't matter if you got them wet because they were made of waterproof foam, and the soles were a little sticky, so you were less likely to slip. The foam was actually invented in Canada, but an American company bought that technology. Then it invented a funny name for the shoes, Crocs, because from the side, the shoes look kind of like smiling crocodiles. The company didn't make a lot of money at first, though. In 2002, Crocs earned only $1,000 in profit. Then... Within five years, the Crocs company sold an astonishing $847 million worth of shoes in more than 40 countries. Popular celebrities were spotted wearing them. Little kids adorned them with plastic charms and eventually copycat businesses started selling cheap knockoffs too. Between 2006 and 2007, company sales shot up 217%. That's a lot of Crocs. But then, just one year later, the other shoe dropped. There was a worldwide recession going on. Many people lost their jobs, and suddenly no one was interested in spending money on silly-looking shoes, or anything else for that matter. And it got worse. There was a backlash. They've spread like an infection to the furthest reaches of the globe read one shoe-bashing website, IHateCrocs.com. Consumers worldwide are abandoning their dignity. Soon newspaper stories were running critical headlines such as Croc Horror and Crocs Can Kill. According to these articles, a few wearers, usually little kids, were getting seriously injured when their Crocs got trapped at the end of escalators. Ouch! Meanwhile, some hospitals banned them too, citing worries that the holes that people originally loved because they made the shoes feel cool and airy would not protect nurses and doctors from sharp objects and spills. It was as though everyone suddenly woke up, looked down at their feet, and screamed. The company soon lost millions of dollars and laid off about 2,000 workers. The fad was over. I'm Kira Vermond, kids author, journalist, and champion bubblegum blower who, I'll have you know, has never owned a pair of Crocs. 
and you're listening to The Buzz, based on my book, Trending, How and Why Stuff Gets Popular. The book is for kids 8 to 12, but if you're a little younger or a lot older, you'll probably enjoy it too. So here are a few questions for you. But before we start, you know how sometimes we say there are no wrong answers? In this case, there are definitely wrong answers. Okay, so let's start. Would you ever swallow a live goldfish? Spend a whopping $10,000 on a stuffed animal? Dance for 900 hours straight? How about pour a bucket full of ice water over your head? eat nothing but cabbage soup for weeks. Or, okay, how's this one? Would you ever run naked through a crowd of complete strangers? You're probably shaking your head, right? There's no way you'd ever do any of those things. I mean, who the heck would? Yet, for centuries, regular people just like you have made some pretty irregular decisions in order to follow the latest craze or fad. By the way, All those things I just mentioned, they really did happen. They were popular fads from the past. Even the one involving the ill-fated goldfish. But here's the thing. While most fads like, say, Crocs, might seem silly or trivial on the surface, if you dig a little deeper, you'll see they can have major, far-reaching, and long-term impacts on our lives, and even on people who live far away. Fads, trends, and crazes have existed throughout our history, but how exactly do they spread from person to person, town to town, and even country to country? And why do we follow the herd in the first place? That's what The Buzz, this podcast, is all about. But before we head back to our croc story, let's look at another fad. It's taken straight from the history books. Relax, this is anything but boring, because we're talking about beaver felt hats. Hats crafted from felted beaver pelts or skins once swept across Europe as the latest fashion craze. And there was a good reason for that. Unlike cloth hats, beaver pelts were warm they could be easily shaped, and they were waterproof. By the late 17th century, everybody had to have them. Only one problem. Nearly all the beavers were extinct in Europe because of all that hunting and trapping. So in order to keep up with growing demand, trappers set off for North America. Then things just got worse for beavers. So many were killed in North America, 10 to 15 million in the 1700s alone, they were nearly wiped out there too. Without beavers to dam waterways, many ponds and marshes dried up. Ducks flew away. Muskrat and otter homes froze or flooded. Marshes became meadows and minks and raccoons no longer had tasty water-loving frogs and snakes to eat. Ecosystems went belly up. When the traders ran out of their furry supply, they moved away too, pushing further and further into the territories of North America's indigenous people. 
traders from France and Great Britain allied themselves at various times with the Wendat, the Algonquian, and the Haudenosaunee, among other groups. Fighting broke out over the best beaver-filled lands, what's now known as the Beaver Wars. It became one of the bloodiest conflicts in North American history. Between war and disease introduced by the settlers, entire indigenous communities were wiped out. See? A huge impact. One silly fashion fad in faraway Europe changed ecosystems, shaped the creation of new countries, started wars, and disrupted, even destroyed communities and traditional ways of life. So what do beaver felt hats have to do with light and springy crocs other than the fact that people wear them? In other words, what does it all mean? Well, here are a few things to think about. You know how we say that something goes viral? Maybe it's a popular song or a YouTube video. That's because a fad, whether it's something you wear, watch, listen to, or even eat, is a lot like a virus, at least in terms of how it spreads. It starts with one person and, if left unchecked, can sweep across the globe. Kind of like a pandemic. And, like a pandemic, a fad will start off slowly. It seems to come out of nowhere. And then something happens that causes people to take notice. Maybe a celebrity is spotted wearing a clothing item, or maybe a really cool kid in your class is wearing it too. These people are kind of like a virus's super spreaders. One person who spreads something to a ton of others. Then the fad takes off. More people see others with the cool new fancy thing, and then they want to buy one. And even more people notice it than they want it. The fad picks up speed. More and more of us pile on. Eventually, the fad reaches the tippy-tippy top of its popularity. It's everywhere. It has gone viral. And then, almost as quickly, interest drops off. But why? Well, we're going to talk about that in a future podcast. But here's something else we know about every fad. Their life cycle doesn't last long. Think weeks or months, not years or decades. That's the croc story, right? Their popularity quickly tanked. But what about the beaver felt hat? Isn't that story a little different because of its longer timeline? Fads that don't disappear quite as fast are called trends, so I guess you could say beaver felt hats were a trend, not a true fad. Because while the hats became popular quickly, instead of fading out after a few months, they lasted and lasted. But there's a really good reason for that. People hundreds of years ago didn't have nearly as many clothes as most of us do now. Clothes and hats were precious. In some cases, a really good beaver felt hat was passed down from generation to generation. But then, silk hats came along. They were just as stylish, but cheaper. Plus, Queen Victoria's husband, Prince Albert, Hello there. the ultimate celebrity at the time, started wearing silk hats in the 1840s. And once he did that, it was just a matter of time before everybody else wanted one too. See? Same pattern. Up, 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 and suddenly down. If you know what to look for, you'll find that fads and even some trends are incredibly predictable. 
final thought. So we all know people don't go walking around in beaver felt hats anymore. That was so 1839. But sometimes old fads pop up again. Just this past spring, Crocs started to make a comeback. Some fashion and style bloggers started calling them the It Shoes of Summer 2020. Maybe that's not too shocking, though. It's not like people are wearing many elegant, fancy shoes in the middle of a pandemic. And Crocs, those colorful, silly, ugly, and okay, comfortable Crocs, are just the thing for hanging out at home or walking around the neighborhood. But just don't get too attached to them yet, because now you know a simple truth about fads. Whatever goes up and becomes trendy will eventually hurtle back down to Earth. been listening to The Buzz. If you like these stories about things going, well, viral, you might want to pick up my new book, Trending, How and Why Stuff Gets Popular, for readers 8 to 12, by me, Kira Vermont. It's full of stories about what makes a fad a fad, a trend a trend, and the surprising reasons we follow the herd in the first place. You can request Trending from your local independent bookstore, like The Bookshelf in Guelph, Ontario, Canada, or find it online at indigo, amazon, shop.owlkids.com, or wherever you buy your most favorite books. I'd like to thank David Carpenter and Nadia Vermont for their oh-so-excellent voice acting skills, Rob McLean and Don Matheson for their technical guidance, Alison McLaughlin at Owl Kids, and of course, Clayton Hanmer, drawing extraordinaire, who not only illustrated trending, but finished the artwork for this podcast in record time. And thanks to you, the listener, for checking out this first episode of The Buzz. There are more fads, trends, and crazes to explore, so many more. So stay tuned, because in the next episode, we're talking about... Pokemon! Catch you then!